Hello, and thanks for joining me for this week's episode of U.S. Dronecast. My guest this week is Mignon Hollis from Aerospace Arizona, an organization dedicated to drive economic growth in the aerospace and U.S. industry right here in Arizona. We'll talk about why Arizona is such a great place for aerospace company to operate in. We'll also discuss certain regulations that have hindered the implementation of great technology. We'll also talk about the collaboration that exists within the U.S. industry and why it's beneficial for everybody. This year, Aerospace Arizona decided to partner with AZ DroneFest to continue to create a unique event where commercial pilots, aerial filmmakers, and hobbyists can come together and learn from each other. If you're interested in participating, attending, or exhibiting at AZ DroneFest, just visit us online at azdronefest.com for all the information. But for now, let's just jump right into our conversation with our guest, Mignon Hollis. Welcome to U.S. Dronecast, a podcast dedicated to drones, aerial cinematography, safety, commercial, and recreation. So get ready for engaging discussions, insightful interviews, and expert insights from top-notch professionals in the drone industry. Subscribe now and follow us on social. Hey, Mignon, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to be here with us today. It is my honor and pleasure to be here, Chris. I always love working with you guys and the work that you do. Awesome. Well, talk to me about Aerospace Arizona and kind of what it is that you guys do. Yeah, so uh, it's an association and we're just super happy to be in this space. My background is uh, we run an economic development foundation, but um, in the in previous years coming up to this, we saw that nobody was really taking the lead for Arizona as far as aerospace and providing what the entrepreneurs needed. And so we stepped in to see how can we collaborate with industry to drive economics, right? And so um, our specialty really is working with those startup businesses and giving them the resources that they need in order to succeed. And as you know, when you're a startup, um, your costs and your resources that way are limited. You're the technical experts on the ground, but even going to any shows, right, it becomes pretty much cost prohibitive. And so if we pull our resources together, we're able to offer people those opportunities and the same on the education um, site front also. Right. So um, they're looking for something specific. They need a little bit more information. We want to be able to uh, provide that to them. And then, of course, we also run and manage the test site in Benson. And again, we have that at a very low cost so that um, small businesses, they can get out there to do their testing. They can get onto the site pretty quickly and gather the information they want. So um, we're a, a nonprofit association and we're really here to help the industry grow. So you mentioned the test uh, site. Talk to me about that facility, because I think a lot of people may not be familiar with what yeah, that site so, is. So um, it's in it's in Benson. The runway isn't long enough to have commercial flights there. So it is really just the perfect place to do any sort of drone testing. And we've had anywhere from your smaller startup companies uh, to your larger companies, such as Northrop and Honeywell have tested there and L3 Harris does a lot of testing as well. Um, and, and while we're so grateful that the large companies come out and spend a week in a, at a time testing, um, really our focus and our target market are those small companies that just need to get out there for a few hours, right? 
and um, the rates are super um, affordable. We charge $500 for an entire day. And then we also have a hangar and there's no prying eyes, right? It's in the middle of, it's in the middle of nowhere. And so that's usually the big thing that we have to explain to people is that, you know, don't expect all the fancy uh, restaurants and hotels around, but if you're coming out just to purely test, this is testing heaven. That's awesome. So, and, and talk to me about the state of Arizona and, and because it is a hotbed for aerospace, like there's a lot of companies here. Yeah. Why is that? Well, I think there's several things, right? Um, it, there's the politics of Arizona. And so we're very easy state to, for startup businesses, very um, attractive. The uh, red tape is minimal. Uh, anything to start up your business, we have pretty much walked people through that so that it's super easy and it's a very business, business friendly state. And then, of course, our weather, Chris, which, you know, um, we always say that we have 360 perfect flying days in Arizona. Um, and, you know, the winds are only for a couple months and only really towards the afternoon. So you can you can test almost any day. And, and having that just, you know, the things that that no other state can provide as far as um, the climate. The other thing that we have is three robust universities right? We have U of A, NAU, ASU, and then we also have Embry-Riddle here. And so we have all the educational components as well. And then we have several um, trade schools that focus just on, um, on drones and on unmanned uh, systems. And so we're super lucky to have SDI um, and, and a few others, right, that are, that are in our state that really can help those businesses provide any of the research or technical aspects that they need to. Um, and we work with all of them, right? They're all members of our association. And so at a moment's notice, if somebody comes in and says they're, you know, they need help with maybe a battery development or something, they're trying to put a different camera onto their device, we can reach out into our universities and our educational partners um, to, to provide the resources that they need there. What do you see in the overall aerospace industry that then somewhat kind of translate into the consumer drone that, that you and I are familiar with? Or, um, is that, or is there still a huge gap there? I think so. I think the, 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 the obstacle there is really the FAA. And we understand and we have a great relationship with the FAA. They're doing the best that they can. Um, but regulations right? And it's being so cautious about safety, that becomes a huge concern. Um, you know that we're in Arizona and privacy and individual rights is always uh, top of mind for people as well. So trying to balance all of that. Um, and while we can greatly appreciate that, that really is a hindrance for businesses. When we started our association seven years ago, the startups that started then are no longer in business. And the reason is it took too long to get to market. For no other reason than by the time the FAA said, okay, we can now do, um, you know, beyond visual line of sight, or can we can now do this. It, it was too late for those businesses and those companies. And so whatever we can do to try to help mitigate some of that, we're happy to. I think in the next year or two, we'll see a great change because the FAA is separating out, right, drones from the rest. And so then that will aid in there. Um, and we're risk, the industry is also very risk adverse. And we see that even with driverless cars, 
And so when you think of a regular vehicle, you know that there's going to be accidents. And how many car accidents do we have in a day, right? But you hear one drone accident or you hear one uh, driverless vehicle accident and everyone's in a panic. And that's just one accident. And I don't mean to minimize that it's one accident, but that nothing is 100% safe, right? Yeah. And so I think until we get that balance and until we have um, an acceptable failure rate, it, it's going to take us a while to get there. And, and without saying like, you know, I talked, I know there's some uh, companies here that are now operating in Arizona, like DroneUp. I just talked to DroneUp not too long ago where they're now starting operation here in the Valley doing uh, deliveries. And so uh, what are some of those industry that, that you see or some of those companies that you see coming into town and, and setting up shop here? Um, I do see quite a few, but what I see are a lot of our existing companies and I love, and this is just my philosophy in economic development. If you treat what you have at home, well, you will attract others, right? And, um, if you're too busy out doing the attraction and then the companies such as you yourself are here, you're like, well, what about me? Don't I count? I've, I've been in Arizona for X number of years. I invested X amount of dollars and don't I count? And so we really want to make sure that we're taking care of our own and then the attraction piece will come. Um, but again, on the delivery side, right, we went, run into regulations. Uh, we have that 100 percent, you know, we want to have a 100 percent um, safety record and you just can't have that. Yeah. But trying to figure out how do you have um, uncrewed and crude in the sharing airspace? How do you regulate the safety measures of that? Who how, how do you coordinate all of that? That that takes a bit for us for us to figure out. Um, we worked with several pharmacies at the beginning of COVID that really wanted to be able to deliver um, COVID tests and other things to people in remote areas. And me being in a rural community, this would be amazing. But again, the regulations are just so hard. So we see a lot of companies doing this in other countries um, and doing some fantastic work. And we have the exact same technology and knowledge here in America and in specifically in Arizona, but again, it's the regulations that kind of hinder how do you do that. And so until we can figure all of that out and again, come to a compromise, I think we'll, it'll, it'll take us a bit to get there, but no doubt once we get there, we'll, we'll soar and surpass what other countries are doing. So are you, as an association, do you take a stand on some of those those issues of like, oh, we want this type of regulation or do you just communicate with your members to figure out what that should no, be? No, we really do. A big part of what we do is also advocate. And I, I think on our side of advocating is we want to make sure that it doesn't hinder the industry. And so we walk that line in between understanding the safety aspects, understanding privacy issues and other issues that citizens have but not hindering the industry in itself, because there's so much good that comes out of um, the drone industry, right? I mean, we talk about the pharmacies, medical uh, devices being able to be delivered, uh, you know, during COVID, the COVID tests and medications into the rural areas. But then you even look at things like uh, in agriculture, which Arizona is 
greatly known for also is for the farmers. It's hard to find anybody that wants to go into farming anymore, right? In your days of your cowboys going out there and checking uh, the water tanks or checking the fence lines are kind of over. And so if they're able just to use a drone, get up in the morning, check on, you know, fly their drone out there, check on their cattle, check on their fences, check on their water tanks and do that, you know, right from their kitchen table, it really helps um, that industry as well, right? And so drones really cross every single industry. I can't think of one industry, well, other than if you were talking about, you know, accounting or something like that, right? But as far as agriculture and mining, um, ADOT, right? Our uh, Arizona Department of Transportation uses them for building inspections. SRP, our utility companies are using those as well. And so Again, just figuring out how we balance that and how we integrate it into everyday living um, until we can kind of come to a compromise on that. that that's something that um, we have to wait out. And so we advocate for smart policy. And like, I know there's some conversation right now going on about maybe letting each state regulate their own airspace. Is that something that or where do you see that or does that, is that I, something that interests you guys? It really does. And again, us being in Arizona, we're all about regulating ourselves, right? And that's one of the reasons I love this state so much. And I think our, um, our elected officials, they have, they have an understanding. They see the good that the drones bring. And again, they're just cautious about that safety element. But, you know, we see sometimes in, in some of the cities regulations happening that we're like, oh, that really, we understand where you're coming from on that but do you understand this other side of it? And so a lot of times while we're saying it's advocacy, a lot more of it is just merely educational and saying, here's what you didn't consider. Here's the other side of the story. Because too, too often one side gets in there, one side is telling their story and that's all the legislature's here. It's all the city council is hearing. And they're not hearing from the industry experts who, who are coming in and saying, wait a minute, here's the long-term benefit to our community. And this is how it could really help um, to get us there. Once they hear that, then it's a whole different take. Then they're like, okay, now how do we balance the two? And so, yes, we do and get involved in grassroots efforts like that. And it's much more on the education side, you know, of educating them about the industry. You mentioned education, like, uh, and I'm, I would assume that you have some educational program towards the the, the companies and the developers of, of, of those companies. So talk to me about some of the things that you guys offer. Um, well, some of the things that we offer are just trainings and just a, awareness and um, both on the operator side. And, you know, Chris, you and I've had lots of conversations about that. You know, back in the day, there were a lot of people that would just get a drone and want to fly it everywhere and not understand that there's regulations and why those regulations are there. And I think oftentimes once a person understands the why, then it's much easier to comply. And um, so we team up with other organizations and associations that offer the training or the demonstrations. Uh, we do spend time also speaking to our legislatures, letting them know what is going on in the industry um, and bringing industry to the table so they can have those roundtables and those conversations. And then just not only with our state officials, but also with our federal officials, right, on that side so that they too understand the overall, the overall arching principles of what's coming inside those industries. Yeah. So I know there's some some industry or companies here in town uh, or in the state that are familiar. We know the name, right? Uh, especially on the defense side, like you you, you right. mentioned Northrop Grumman. 
Uh, we know Honeywell Aerospace is here. What are some of like the coolest, maybe small company that you saw? Like they have like the craziest idea and whether so, it's going to work or not, we don't know, but like the coolest. Yeah. Thing. Um, so I think you're familiar with uh, Sprite and the work that they've done. And it's just incredible, right? They started off as this very small company and they are doing some fantastic things um, on, on their end. And, you know, I, I let companies speak for themselves, but just to watch some of the work that happens. One of the companies that started off testing at Benson was a little tiny three-person company and they sold their technology then to L3 Harris. So watching those kinds of things happen and being able to connect people and have that happen is, is fun to watch. It's also fun to watch some of the larger missions that, that Honeywell comes out and does, you know, um, when they're, they're talking about uh, sense and avoid and sense and detect. You see then that they're really taking that safety element uh, to heart and the work that is happening in there. And so when people are talking about drone companies, I always want to tell them, you know, they've got safety in mind. And you know they're doing this, yes, for a profit, yes, for all of that, but really for the greater good. And how does it keep our community safe? Uh, you know, our firefighters love to use drones. Um, the EMTs, I mean, for anything, you know, if you look at, right, if there's an accident and they think there's a hazardous material, isn't it better to have a drone go out and figure out what that is and save lives versus having a person have to go in there and risk their life. And so watching some of those things um, happen is really cool. Uh, years back, um, ASU, they have their research development piece, which is Assure, and they were doing um, competitions called Lost Hiker, right? And so then they would stage having a, a hiker out there and then having the drone go find them, and they were using sensors heat sensors. Well, we made a little discovery on that, that guess what? It gets pretty hot in the desert. <laughs> and can that heat sensor detect between what is a human, what is a rock and what is a cow, right? It's so, hot and hot. Yeah, <laughs> it's, exactly. It's, exactly. And so it's, it's kind of cool to watch how that happens. How does the camera get the right information and the sensors and how do they all work together? And then, of course, there's the software that's got to read it. There's the operators. And so when you look at the economic uh, driver of that, it's not just one thing. It's how many jobs is it creating all throughout the the industry that is that is also a very fascinating piece to look at what do you see uh, as far as the future of this industry in this state what does that look like i i really think sky's the limit i would love to be able to see that that's that it isn't even a talking point anymore um where we really don't even need to exist as association because it is just everyday common thing like it is driving a car like it is having a police car an ambulance you know, and again, because the uses, you know, I'm here in Cochise County. And when I just think about border security and border safety, using a drone is so much easier and saves lives again. Um, you have lost hikers out there. You've lost individuals. Uh, you can have a drone check the sensors of the um, along the border and collect data. Um, again, it just makes life so much safer for us and it saves the human life. Are you a part of the, the the group that think that that is probably not too far off or are we still looking at I many, many years? I would hope we're not. I'm yeah. I'm always optimistic on uh, technology, but then, you know, when it's pointed out to me, well, here's the regulations and here's how we're trying to do that, you know, that you realize it's a more complex issue. Um, 
was it just three, three to five years ago, Chris, when, you know, we were really talking about not using any DGI products mm -hmm. because they were in China. What else are we going to use? Because we haven't built up the pipeline here in manufacturing, yeah. right, in the United States. And so it's a great conversation and we understand it and we understand why people uh, are apprehensive. But the reality is, we just haven't been there yet. And so then what can we do, um, whether it's on the legislative side, whether it's on um, creating those opportunities and incentives to have our companies get there? Because there are companies that are starting to do that, but it takes a while to be able to get up there. And then there's the supply chain issue. So, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it, it's nothing is that simple, but I would love to be able to see us have this very, very robust um, UAS industry. And, and, you know, Chris, you use them in film. I mean, how cool is that? That when people stop and think about all the different, um, disciplines that drones can be used for, I don't know that people actually understand how useful they are. Yeah. And I think that's where we're going to see a huge shift uh, of implementation is when it actually touches people like people's lives right and so like the moment people get like their first thing delivered by a drone like that's it like that's what they're going to go for or the moment they receive some blood supply at a crash site um, then that's going to change you know so i think it's really about people um, having an experience with some of those those technologies and i think then it, it's going to move quickly the other thing that i think um, will happen i'd love to to hear your your insight on that but the technology uh, of um, having the, the vehicles talking to each other, I think will really help change yes. the regulation. Um, and so right now we're not there, right? Like I remember flying my drone in Milwaukee uh, and I'm taking some shots and all of a sudden I see another drone looking straight down at me and I have no idea where that pilot is. Never on my remote did a signal come up. You know, my drone was not aware that there was another drone, there was nothing. And so to, to have those two vehicles be able to communicate, I think will really change the landscape of, of what's going to be possible. Right, right. And again, right, there's all that software that's got to go into that. And there has to have that collaboration. And I think that's what gives me hope is I work with lots of different industries. And this particular industry, everyone wants to collaborate. And it is so cool to see that because, right, you don't see that in pharmace pharmaceutical side. You don't see that on, in the car industry. You don't see that in a lot of other industries. But here, especially in Arizona, um, I have just seen these companies work with each other so well and sharing the technology and not being afraid to share it because they know the more they share, the better the industry becomes. But you're right, unless we have the um the drones communicating with each other we have drones communicating with aircrafts we right yeah. all of that that sense and avoid sense and detect um you know until we really get there it is gonna it is gonna take take a while but i'm i'm optimistic i see so much good happening in the schools too and i see um these high school robotics teams and the um, drone clubs and the Moxie Girls and other organizations like that. The things these 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 entrepreneurs and innovators come up with is just it's amazing. Like how in the world did you just think about that? Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad to see that um, the drones have become more widely accepted than when they were just in real estate. Remember where that yeah. was just the 
only used them in real yeah. estate. And I thought, okay, we can do better than, I mean, no knock, I'm glad we're using them in real estate, but I feel like we could use them a little bit more um, yeah. than, than real estate. I think you had mentioned earlier the, the video that we had done for Aerospace Arizona, that was all done with a drone. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and that was something we insisted on. We're like, wait a minute, if we're gonna be Aerospace Arizona and really supporting the drone industry, then we need to use a drone. Yeah. No, that's great. And, and you, you, you mentioned the, the cinematography side, and obviously that's my area. Uh, but same thing here in town, we have so many talented uh, individuals and companies that, that use that kind of technology for some really amazing um, uh, results. And, and, you know, as a state, because of the weather that you mentioned, we're, we're like one of the largest um, yeah. place for car commercials. Like they love our long roads. They love the scenery, right? And so um, that's a perfect setup for, for aerial cinematography. And so we have some really, really good um, creative people here. Uh, and you've seen some of those. I, I want to bring, bring up AZ Drone Fest a little bit. Like that's a place where we can see kind of like the diversity of the technology being used with demonstration. And we've had uh, first responders. We had Sprite on last year. Um, I wish they could have flown their drone, uh, but, but it's such a, a big, massive yes. piece of equipment that we just didn't feel like it was a safe thing to try. But um, yeah, so I don't know if you want to chime in a little bit on about your experience at AZ Drone Fest and kind of some of the things you saw. Oh, well, clearly we love it so much that we're going to partner with you this year on doing that and, um, you know, beyond, beyond, beyond this year. Uh, I just think the work that you do is amazing. Um, the talent that you have, the dedication of your group and yourself, really, Chris, you are, you are a rock star and of your own right there. Um, it, it was a great, it was a great event and it did, it showed the versatility of the, of the drone and the usage. Um, it showed how we all collaborate across the state, which is not that common. You know, in a lot of industries, you might see a trade show, but then again, everyone is kind of hiding their information and they're working together just for the sake of the show. But I think what you bring is this collaboration throughout the year of what can we do for the industry and understanding that while you're in the cinematography side, I'm on the commercial side, we do see how working together really does help and benefit our entire state yeah. and the industry. And so, I mean, that's but that's what I just I just loved about the whole thing and the potential that we saw about how big this can grow and what it can do and that there is really inside the industry of itself, the drone industry. It's so diverse. Yeah. And you saw that by the vendors, you saw that by the participants. And so I love that that diversity of not only the industry, but also of the participants. Awesome. So tell people where they can go, where they can get more information about you guys. Yep. You can go visit our website. Um, it's www.aerospacearizona.org. And we're always here. And of course, people can reach us through you, Chris. Everybody knows who you are in, in your industry and whatever we can do to help or to connect, whether you're a member of our association or not, we uh, really just want to help the industry grow and thrive in Arizona. Well, we're super excited to have you guys as a partner for sure. We're looking forward to the event uh, coming up and and uh, and see how we can bring all those partners and all those players in the industry together. That'd be so fun. Yep, super excited. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you for listening to US Dronecast. For more information about upcoming episodes and to learn more about our upcoming drone film festival, subscribe now and follow us on social or visit us online at usdronecast.com.